This is the Soul Podcast. Let's chatty. I'm King Sejong, reminding you that in Korea, pizza toppings and ice cream flavors use similar ingredients. And here are your hosts, Emma Kalka and Joe McPherson. Hey, welcome to the Soul podcast this is joe <laughs> and i'm emma what was that uh, that's me i get tired of saying the same thing every time and so i just i mm-hmm. just screw around screw around i'm trying to change it up a little bit <laughs> uh, yeah all right, we're coming live. We're live on YouTube right now at Zen Kimchi. We, I, you know, I, I think I'm going to create a separate channel for Soul Podcast. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, we we've got a decent amount of uh, videos going up now. Yeah, yeah, we got an audience. We got. I two, keep sharing. Two I keep sharing last. Uh, mm-hmm. Two people. Oh, it's. Three people are watching. So somebody besides the two of us, there's one oh, other person besides me. I haven't even checked who who's watching. Uh, this, oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. There's two of us. And I'm like, what? Oh, no, there's three. There's three. Oh, oh I wasn't even checking that. Okay, there we go. Uh, all right. All right. Mm-hmm. But two of, the, two of those three people are me and you. So oh, Okay. Yeah. The listener. Uh, Hello, listener. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about a new law uh, that's big in Korea. That is about to, it's almost guaranteed that's going to pass, but it's very controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, it deals with fake news. But before oh, that, Jason Lee. Hi, Jason. Um, uh, Jay, uh, hey, Jason. Oh, wow, Jason. Hey, we need to bring Jason on. I was on his show. <laughs> Uh huh. You're just doing all like the the podcast swaps. We'll just jump around to everybody's. Just is just one little circle, Jerk. We just do the whole thing. Um, <laughs> we were gonna we're gonna talk about the 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 the, the fake news law, mm-hmm, the revisions to the revisions. the pro- mm-hmm, the media arbitration law is the easy way to call it it's got an official name it's just a little bit longer of course it does yeah um before then uh, uh drink of the week what are we drinking oh i'm just drinking my usual white wine my long little dog oh oh cute. long little dog oh it's Product cute of that's why i drink it i'm still doing mm-hmm. my playground Pale ale thingy. Um, but I have mukbang today. Oh, you do? I do. I ate earlier. Well, I did too. Stuff. No, I just got some mm-hmm. snacks I wanted to share. I'm, I'm going to try to do this every time. It's like stuff I find at the convenience stores. Um, this is what uh-huh. I've been wanting to try. This is from Downtowner. Uh, I guess it's reversed on the thing. These are. Oh, I can read it straight. Yeah. Spicy Chipotle chips. Now, Downtowner is a uh, pretty good hamburger place. If you've never been, they have a few locations around Seoul. Uh, the one I usually go oh, to. Oh, I right order from them on Anguk Station. Yeah, mm-hmm. I order from them all the time. When I'm in a mood for a hamburger, I order from Downtowner. 
I don't know why it says spicy chipotle. I'm trying to figure out what is this picture of. Uh, what is this right here? I'm trying to figure out what that is. It's something know, with mayonnaise it's kind of blurry. on it. I can't really see. All right, something with looks like something yeah. with mayonnaise mm -hmm. on it, and I'm like, I don't know what that has to do with Chipotle. So I'm gonna, is I'm that gonna open like that. A, a taco down uh, downtowner uh, Ingi menu, popular menu. Uh, Chipotle uh, fries. Okay. Oh, that's a, talking about the fries. Oh, that Chipotle fries, I guess. Oh, chipotle like fries. I don't like the fries. They do crinkle cut fries. I don't have the oh. crinkle cuts. I like crinkle cut fries. I like their fries. They, uh, they they do this. Yeah, they do like this guacamole spicy like the, the fry. The guacamole ones really are really good. Yeah. All right. So I'm yeah, gonna show this this is. Um, I guess they have a chipotle chipotle fry. It's a ridged chip, ridged for my pleasure. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, it's smoky. A slight bit. Uh-huh. I'm not getting spicy? the spice. I'm not getting the spice yet, but you know. Anytime I've never had a seriously spicy chip. No matter mm -hmm. how much they said I never have a really spicy chip. Um kind of reminds me, do you remember Ruffles Cajun chips? Came out in nineteen eighty five. Oh my god, I'm old. I'm not sure if I remember those. Vaguely reminds me of those. Um, it's it's like a barbecue. This is like a barbecue chip. It's a little sweet, mm -hmm. but it's not traditional. It's not barbecue sauce flavor. It's just a really smoky flavor. Oh, there's a little bit of a tingle heat now. Mm. Mm. I have to try them out. This I is love a good barbecue side dish. This is a good side dish for uh -huh. a sandwich. This is really good. All right, let me let me cleanse the palate because I got a bonus. <laughs> uh huh. I I would like to credit my old friend, my oldest friend in Korea, list longtime listener of the show, Brant. Mm -hmm. Brant told me about this, and I was hunting, and I found it. Look what I found. What is this wait? What is that? Like is barbecue? Gopchang hot chips. These are grilled intestine flavored chips. Wow. Yes. I bet they're good. I bet they're good. I like gopchang. I love gopchang. And this looks like gopchang. Uh, gopchang oh, it's, it's gopchang good. for you. It's spicy gopchang. I love, uh, I'm so happy because I used to go, I introduced my wife, my Korean wife, to gopchang. Mm hmm. I mean, she never had it before. Really? She loves it. It's now a treat, but it's really like a treat. We only do like once a year or so. And then uh, mm -hmm. we didn't go when she got pregnant and then she had the baby. We didn't go at all because mm -hmm. they don't go chung places tend to not have kids food and kids don't eat go chung. Um, yeah, I could see that. Two years ago, two or three years ago, we, we finally went out to a Gopchang place. They had they had a Ganon gym. They had uh, the egg souffle for my daughter. She she wouldn't even try the Gopchang. It was delicious. But then suddenly, my daughter Jian uh, saw some YouTube videos about Gopchang Bokum, the 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 spicy stir fried bok. Uh, Gopchang, and this she, she mm -hmm. wanted to try it. And, and we have this new place right outside our apartment. It's the closest. It's, it's even closer than the convenience store. And it's this guy just in a window and he just, he's just making gopchang and, and sundae all the time. She, we went together and we bought it and she tried it and she actually liked it. 
so now I have a gope chunk convert. So I came home and I've got three of these. So I, I showed her this and she's like, ah, day buck. So I'm going to try this one. I haven't had gope chunk. I got to have it before I leave. Oh, yeah. we call me. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> this has more, more of a aroma. Um, mm-hmm. I feel I like it's going to be spicier than the other one. It's like a deep cheese meat. <laughs> the worst. Mm. <laughs> it, it does. It does. It has. It has more. It's. It smells like it has more oomph. Now this is not a ridge chip. It does have a little pink. Just a normal one. Yeah, but you can so you can tell there's something, some type of powdery stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's intense. Okay. Is it? I'm guessing it's spicier than the other one. I haven't gotten the spice yet, but like a lot of Korean chips, sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm getting the spice now. This is a very thin <laughs> chip, too. And it's a lot of flavor in one chip. It's a punch-you-in-the-face flavor. Oh, this is good. I'll keep my eye out for it. I'll keep my eye out for them. I like spicy chips. It doesn't taste like intestines, really. It tastes like... Oh, you don't get the gopchang? It tastes like barbecued ribs. Oh my, this is this is amazing. This is excellent. Oh. It's, it's, well, I get it's it's so light. It's such a light texture. But um oh my. Yeah, it's spicy. That's actually a spicy <laughs> chip that's spicy. Your yeah. face is getting a little bit red there. I can wow. see. Wow. It's it's just but it's addictive. This is this is delicious. Now this <laughs> This I get the downtown ones are good. I would call that this. This is a table chip. This is a snack. Okay. Chip. This, this is Anju chip. This is a drinking chip. This is a this is a lunch. Mm-hmm. You, you eat these. You eat these with your lunch. Yeah, with your sandwich. Dish. Yeah. This <laughs> this is what you're going to be like snacking on. You, the, um, you watch movies with these chips. Oh, dude! Now I'm getting the heat. Oh. <laughs> this oh, no. this is amazing thank you brand okay. for bringing this to my attention mm, oh. i'm gonna have to keep a lookout i don't think i've seen those but i have i don't really get chips that often so i don't either but i'm i do Usually, for the show mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna have to go search search them down see if i can find them at one uh, of the convenience stores near my i place. have a ritual where i hit up the convenience stores when i get home on fridays before the show See what's new. Pick up all your beers. supplies. Yeah, I gotta get my beers. Mm-hmm. Friday is the only day I drink. Uh, um, well, I drink mm-hmm. on the show. By the way, yeah, I was listening to Dark Side of Soul podcast. Uh huh. Yeah, and I think I overdid it. That I think we did. You and I did a podcast that day when we recorded it. This is You Young Cho mm-hmm. Part Two. Mm-hmm. I'm, drunk in that episode i am so embarrassed i'm stumbling. yeah we yeah we we got we <laughs> i don't know what it was but i yeah because i was um talking to my friend on the phone about that time and <laughs> apparently like i woke up the next morning and i had a, a cacao message from her boyfriend and he was like did you, you need something and i'm like huh and apparently i tried to call him and i don't even know why and my best friend was like 
Yeah, you told me you called him and I you were just like, Oh yeah, I just tried to call him, but he didn't answer. She's like, Okay. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I guess like we were talking about something they were all probably related to him. And I was like, I need to ask him a question. I don't know. I don't know. I was embarrassed. So I'm going to watch it tonight. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Corona update. I think we peaked two weeks ago. Maybe. Um, cause like we're still at 18, we're, st- we're in the 1800s today, but we did have one day over 2000 this week. Yeah, we did. Not as many as last week. I'm, I, I follow, I follow the, uh, I follow the chart kind of like I follow stocks. <laughs> I, I start, I do trend lines like it would stock market. And I'm like, mm-hmm. following this and I'm like, Oh look, we're in a bear market now. <laughs> we might be in a bear market. We're, 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 we're hitting, we're hitting a peak. We're going to, we're hitting a reversal now, but yeah, I'm seeing the averages and I, what I will get is the goldfish parakeet mentality of people in, in this is, is every time, every Wednesday, there's a spike. And it's not because Wednesday's some mystery day is because that's when they collect a lot of a lot of testing. They don't do as much testing on the weekends. And they actually will tell you, right. if you look deep in the numbers, they tell you how many tests they're doing. Uh, and, and so, yeah, so mm-hmm. Wednesday is when they get the most tests. And so you're going to get the most hits. You're going to get the most positives mm-hmm. on that day. So every Wednesday, there's a spike and people are like, oh, my God, we're going to die every Wednesday. No, we um, like we've actually included because we do daily reports on the numbers and Monday and Tuesday, we always include like, oh, you know, the numbers are lower because fewer people get tested over the weekend. Yeah. And so that's why. You know, we've explained it in articles. That's why there you get that spike every Wednesday because that's like the first day where you're getting people who were going in on like Monday and Tuesday to get tested. Yeah, it's the, it's the hangover. Um, it's um, the hangover score. Mm-hmm. So Wednesday, it's always going to be Wednesday and Thursday, or Wednesday. Typically, Wednesday is the highest. Sometimes Thursday goes a little bit higher, and then Friday is usually, yeah. No matter how much I explain um, and it, it goes back and it goes, it kind of evens out over the weekend and then Monday it drops low again. You, you just get, you get those easily startled parakeets and I'm, I'm in the, one of the COVID-19 groups and it's a really good group, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm so mm-hmm. ornery. I guess it's because I, I run a good many Facebook groups too many. I shouldn't be doing that so much. And we, I run restaurant by soul, which is a, a mosh pit. Uh, I just, I just don't like, I hate going into Facebook groups. You know, this is so sad is I don't even know what's happening on, on restaurant buzz until someone points it out to me. It's like, Hey Joe, what's going on with, what's up with this post on restaurant buzz? I'm like, what's post? Oh gosh. Oh, Oh no. Oh, sorry. Mm. Luckily, I have a really good team. The RBS admins, they're great. We actually have a separate group, a very private group for the RBS admins where we make fun of everyone that's in our restaurant. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's the most entertaining group. I, I remember um, 
Oh, it's been a while since we've gotten a new member in there, but we got one new member and she was like scrolling through all of our old conversations from like two or three years ago. They like, oh my God, this is the most entertaining conversations. <laughs> I uh, I don't like being admin of a group. Like I would have to step in and do some stuff. No, I don't like it. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I've ever really been like an admin of anything. Like I have admin... Um, what's it? I can do admin stuff on the Groove page, but nobody really does anything on Groove. No one's on the Groove page. I've been checking it lately. No one's there. <clears throat> yeah, because we haven't been doing articles. We're not dead mm. yet. We're just, um, we're trying to figure stuff out. Okay. You're we're trying to figure stuff out. You're just pining for the fjords. Okay. Yeah, it's... <sighs> Trust me, as soon as I know what's going on, I'll let everybody else know. <laughs> I mean, at the moment, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure that all of the articles for our next issue are done, even though I have no idea when it's going to come out. I will I know, have them ready. The, Christ the Christmas issue. <laughs> it was supposed to be November. This issue that I'm working on was supposed to go out in November. And it just kept getting pushed back. And then we did. Uh, mm -hmm. And then we did uh, the international school guide for March or April. That's what we do. We typically do it in March, but we had to do it in April. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, then we were going to go back to this one. And, you know, we got, we need to get some monies to pay the printer so that we can and, print and, stuff. And, and no one has money. And I know how much those things cost. And so. nobody has money. Yeah, that's our issue. It's just, you know, yeah, um, no a lot of the advertisers that we had, nobody's buying advertising anymore. No, and they're not. And they so would, it's just, I wouldn't expect them to. And I wouldn't expect you guys to, to release an issue. Um, I don't expect Sean to spend the money. And, and why, why would he want to lose money on an issue? like that no mm -hmm. i don't expect them to you guys can still keep yeah, a present so, somehow but uh no yeah like we've had some weird stuff going on with the website the last few months like there was about there was a couple weeks where sean and i were even locked out of it and we couldn't figure out why mm. um and then we got that figured he got i don't know what it was yeah, and but by the way sean sean is the owner of um groove uh, yeah, he's a publisher of Groove. A publisher of Groove. Um, so I've been like, I've been trying to talk to him. Like in the very, at the very least, we should be regularly updating the website. The problem is we had a team that did that and they've all moved out of Korea because yeah. it's been so long since we had an issue that they just kind of like, and so now it's just the two of us and we don't know how to do anything on the website. Cause we had a team that we paid to do that. Oh, wow. And so we're like, well, crash course in uh, learning how to do stuff. Like I know how to update. I know how to post stories and like the different sections, but I don't know how to like fix the front page so that featured stories uh, okay. and covered and then like leaking stuff up to different spots. Oh, you know, I'm, don't, don't I got to figure that out. You're tempting me. Don't make me volunteer to help you. Please. Don't no, I'm not going to ask you to do it. We, I'm, I'm a big girl. I will figure it out myself. Most of the website, I actually figured out how to do it myself. Good. So good. That's how I learned how I to figure that fix a car. <laughs> yeah. no one taught me like, I, I can myself. do this. 
I can't even right. this. <laughs> All right. Let's, hey, let's start. Let's talk. We got a topic, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was an awful segue. We got a topic. That's <laughs> okay. Good topic. We got, we're talking about uh, this, this, this legislation is being pushed through, uh, tackling the fake news. Now, I would say fake news in Korea has been a problem in Korea since the dawn of news. Mm -hmm. (sighs) From the beginning of this old podcast back in 2008. Oh, well, that was like during the biggest issue. I think the biggest, that's probably like the, the last biggest big fake one. news came out, which was that American beef being imported into Korea was all infected with mad cow disease. Mm-hmm. And that prompted protests out in the streets. Even a, 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 a mascot candle girl, just a cute little cute little mascot logo. Anyway, it was a very confusing time. It was kind of embarrassing for Korea because they were relying, they were using videos from PETA showing downer cows, which had, which didn't have mad cow, but they were saying they had mad cow. The Korean reporters were saying it's like anyone who follows anything to do with um, food issues, uh, knows that video and knows that is not a mad cow, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, of course, you know, in the peninsula, people are not aware uh, uh, of bigger issues mm-hmm. outside of the peninsula and will not catch that that was not a video of a mad cow, but everyone believed it and everyone took to arms. And, and I mean, there have been the apologists, seriously, seriously, there, there have always been the apologists that said the, the mad cow. The mad cow protests were not about mad cow. They were just anti-president Im Young Bak, which I can get that. But mm-hmm. no, that, that wasn't the beginning of it. it. It kind of had that flavor to it, but that's extremely passive aggressive. It, it was mm-hmm. people. People actually did believe American beef yeah. was infected with mad cow. There were, there were only been three three animals in the U.S. that, that actually had it. And none of it was ever sent to Korea. Um, yeah, and the practices, the practices that's required, the, what's required for American beef coming into Korea to prevent mad cow, uh, Korean farmers didn't do at the time. So, the, so Korean mm-hmm. Hanu beef had a greater chance of having mad cow disease than imported American beef. Yeah, no, no. Mm-hmm. So it was a weird. It was, I yeah. think it was the last hurrah of of really hum, just mass xenophobia. Mm-hmm. And so that that got right. me into this fake news and and I would say the general unprofessionalism of the journalist ju- journalism profession in in Korea. And that's been a comment I've seen uh with with foreigners that are in the journalist journalism industry, journal uh they've they've kind of pointed out that it's a shocking amount of unprofessionalism inside Korea. But anyway, what's your take on it? Because you actually work in journalism right now. I do. I do actually work in journalism. Um, well, like I was mentioning to this to you earlier, I was just kind of surprised the lack of discussion going on just amongst 
like no one, none of my friends or colleagues at my current office or at any of my other old places or working at other places, like we haven't been really talking about this, which kind of surprised me because I feel like something this big that we would be talking about it, um, especially since a lot of the media organizations are against these revisions. And so basically what it is, um, it's the DP came up with this to try and reform the media as the the Democratic Party. Party, Yeah, that is in power right Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. So they came up with these revisions as part of their plan to reform the media um, and to try and combat fake news. And what it is, is it just increases... um, compensation that a court can reward to somebody that's facing damages from a um a false report whether if it's like done intentionally or if it's just massive gross negligence yeah i can see how that Um, can have a chilling effect i can see that yeah so you know uh, the ppp is against it um, a lot of these media organizations and the, the, the and it's international only for, union of reporters is against it. I mean, mm-hmm. international. Well, and apparent. Yeah. Well, it, this is, it's only for domestic media. It's not for international media. So but this they're law against only it. Covers, so, so, so it's, yeah. it's just showing that they're saying this really goes against ethics of journalism ethics. Except I'm afraid that the international organizations that are criticizing this are not aware of the lack of ethics inside Korean journalism. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah. Like I'm back and forth on it. Like I do think there needs to be some changes mm-hmm. in journalism in the journalism world. Um, I'm not sure if this is the best way. Um, no, it, I'm it, not sure it, if making laws, I don't know if making laws is the right way to try and go about reform. It's using sledgehammers like, to kill mosquitoes. It, yeah. And I kind of feel it goes against the principles of a free press. I agree um, that. You know, and Korea already has a pretty strict law on defamation. Um, so and that already has a chilling effect. Yeah, because, you know, defamation is not just like a civil court thing here. It's a criminal. um, Mm -hmm. It's a criminal offense. So not only could you get sued and have to pay like thousands or whatever, you know, dollars, you can also get put in jail for two years. Korea is one of the only Um, democracies where criminal libels on the books. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So my thought is kind of like you already have this and the fact that even if what you report is true, you can still be found liable and you can still have to pay a fine and you could still possibly go to jail. Even if everything that you've written is true and you have all the proof and evidence to back it up. Yep. If it, even if it's true, if it damages whoever it is you're writing about in some way, they can file a criminal complaint against you and take you to court and you could go to jail. And I've been through that process. Uh, it's not, it's yeah. I, I think actually, one of the first time I heard, of, I was actually interrogated in a police station for stuff on my blog. Oh, and the only reason, mm-hmm. and then when I ended up facing the prosecutor, they said I was only partially guilty and what my saving grace was that my blog was not that popular. <laughs> 
Really, it wasn't the fact that it was true. They didn't say, oh, it's because it was true. And they just said that, that wasn't the factor, uh, you know. But you know, you should the only be doing factor that. was that like 10 people, only 10 people read it. Well, yeah. And, well, I mean, yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't aimed at a Korean audience. So it didn't affect their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was all true yeah. what I wrote. Mm hmm. Mm, and yeah, it was scary. It's, it's really scary to get a mm-hmm. notification in the mail asking you to go over to the police to be interrogated in a private room. I brought someone to interpret for me and they wouldn't allow him in. They had to use their interpreter whose oh. whose English was about as good as my Korean. <laughs> oh no. Uh, thankfully the person, the, the, the official, uh, that was interrogating me spoke better English. So he was fine with it. And actually he was a good guy. Um, Mm -hmm. he just, he, he apologized for the whole situation. He felt that I was, it was unfair that I was being targeted. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, scary as hell to go through that. Really scary. I've definitely, I've heard of it being used. I'm not sure if it actually progressed to a police case, but I have definitely heard of Hogwans threatening to file complaints with the Mm. police against, um, former, uh, former workers who were blogging about, you know, so I know like when I got into blogging in Korea many years ago, one of the big things that people were telling me and saying like, you can't, don't ever use real names. Don't ever use the actual name of where you work. Mm. And you have to be as vague, you know, be, don't be too specific because if you know what you're writing, if whoever you're writing about comes across this and it's enough that they can, they know that it's them and that other people could figure out who it is, Mm. then you could be looking at not just a lawsuit, but you could be looking at, you know, criminal, like having, you know, a criminal offense. Yeah. But it's not, no, no one actually goes to jail for this. I don't think, yeah, I I don't think I've ever heard of it actually being used, but I've definitely heard of it being threatened. You can get fined. And oh, once the there was one, one time, there was one time I did it. Um, a blogger was sued by their former workplace and they ended up having to pay because they were, it was like this whole, like they didn't, the hog one didn't pay them. Yeah, and so they were they were suing them to get the pay that they deserved, Mm -hmm. but then they were also blogging about it. Yeah, me too. And the company found out, and then so there they were there were all these like counter suits and counter suits going on at the end of it because they won their they won their suit. Um, so the The, hog one had to pay them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but then yeah. the employee had to turn around and give half of it back because the hogwan won their defamation suit against him. That's sort of what happened to me. I, I, I had to give was. I had to give back around ten percent, fifteen percent of it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was the one time I heard of it actually. But I've definitely heard of it threatened a lot. Um, and so even like even on Facebook, you know, people will start will talk about stuff and somebody else will pop up and be like, Oh, don't use the actual name of anything. I will. Okay. What you've said so far, I would say is cogent advice. On the other hand, do not depend on Facebook Mm -hmm. for legal advice. Now I'm not a lawyer either. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to put that out there. But even the lawyer, see, even the lawyers Mm -hmm. that were talking about me at my time, they got it wrong. Uh, In fact, 
when when I was going mm-hmm. through my brouhaha and I was actually being I was in the newspapers for my for my case. Um, I was uh, mm-hmm. being consulted behind the curtain by one of Korea's top legal scholars. Mm-hmm. He, he was actually taking on my. He wasn't taking on my case, but he was advising me behind the back because he was. He's one. He's. It's funny because one of the lawyers that was against me was saying that I was going to fail and stuff. Uh, he was quoting the same lawyer that was advising me. <laughs> and I'm like, like yeah, right. yeah, okay, I like, don't really know, sure, don't really know me. Um, so, but. Sure, dude. <laughs> There, there are some forums on Facebook where I'm, I know, I know there's, there's a really big one right now that a lot of <clears throat> expats um, go to, and it's, it's a, I'm, and I'm not saying bad things about the forum because it's a friends forum and it's a really fine, but mm-hmm. a lot of times when people ask questions, people put on their 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 I am an expert hat and start giving all mm-hmm. this advice about something they have no experience in. And so don't, don't listen to about the libel thing. Uh, every yeah. time there's so much panic. Uh, honestly, you, mm-hmm. can, you can basically say what you want. No one's going to really, they will threaten you they, and they really can't go after you. It's, mm-hmm. it's way so much hassle. Um, the, the ones who go after you are the ones who are psycho and have a lot of time mm-hmm. and money because it costs money for them to do this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like my thought is, is because you know, Korea already has that law. Why do they need anything more? Um, you know, why why are yeah. these revisions so important it that the DP has to basically shove it in? Yeah, and they've like, because the DP is like fast-tracked and shoved this through and they were like, we want to get this passed by the end of August. Of course, they also said that last month and the month before that. They're like, oh, we want to pass this by the end of June. We want to pass this by the end of July. You know, so these revisions, they're not actually brand new. They've, I was looking at articles and there are articles dated all the way back to last year talking about these revisions and how, you know, the DP really wants to reform journalism and um, try and cut down on fake news. Now, what is, what was, do you know, was there a specific incident that sparked this? Because it kind of was that side of the aisle that was behind the mad cow brouhaha. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to remember. I know, huh? It's like, hold on. Let me go to my notes. (laughs) No, no, that's Um, fine. That's fine. I mean, I'm guessing it might be COVID related. And, and seeing what happened in America um, and, and what's happening, you know, we're just scared that Russia and China and, and big evil Japan are mm-hmm. you're messing up with our news and North Korea is messing with our news. Uh, yeah. So like the, um, yeah, the mad cow, I think was probably the biggest one, but Oh, good Lord. What was it? But mad, um, uh, it wasn't, I would say, uh, well, it was after pop. Sewa was, oh yeah, that was one. That was, yeah. And the government was not helping out with that one because all the reports that went out in the morning saying, oh, everybody's been rescued. A lot of that came from um, 
from the government. The government, they were well, the ones saying because, the Coast Guard. They that's, were because like, oh, the we pre- that's because President Pumpkin Hay was busy getting her hair done and shooting up with drugs in, the, in, in her office. Oh, yeah. And or Which having um, you a could love say affair. it was a conspiracy theory, but it actually came out in the trial. Read mm-hmm. uh, Ask a Korean has a really good detail account of everything. Oh, I'll have to look in that. Yeah. I, oh, he he, he, he went through s- all the, the, the conspiracy theories and he's categorized ones. Which ones were surprisingly true? And I was like, no, mm-hmm. no. Because I was reading that and like, this is so far fetched. This is so far fetched. And then I go, oh, they actually found out that was true. Oh, my God. Okay, so we had the USB fry. It's Potkinhe trying to shut down disinformation after Sewol. Yeah. And the NIS yeah. getting involved online uh, with Park's image. Big NIS is this, like the uh, the intelligence agency, the, CIA, the Korean CIA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my notes oh Eva, i gotta get better he's like the orgy dude <laughs> the orgy dude the, the vice foreign minister who was put on trial they who was gonna facing charges for taking sexual favors and getting having being at orgies or something i think he ended up not being um i think he was acquitted but then there was a huge thing because that's ongoing now um, because the prosecution like fabricated some documents to put a travel ban on him. That's then, not fake news. I mean, that's, that's not in a newspaper though. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then COVID-19, co- uh, all the stuff that was coming out, like when the pandemic first hit. Um, and still going. So, again, and still going. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, yeah, so they just really want to crack down on fake news. And fake news is not just like a Korea thing. I think it's a worldwide thing. And it is, but I anytime mean, people says, oh, it happens in other places too. I'm like, yeah, but uh, multiply it by 10 and that's Korea. It's Korea. Um, and then like YouTube is one of the biggest platforms for fake news. But yet, hey, this, I don't think they're affected by the provisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're full of rumor mongering. I, I've noticed that um, information comes here with a buffer. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it, it always seems like 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 information about health and medicine tends to hit the Korea sphere like three years after it's already hit America. It's like it's like I'm hearing stuff now that. We already mm-hmm. knew like three or f- three to five years ago, and now it's new news here. So it always feels like mm-hmm. kind of behind. Is like maybe it takes three years to translate into Korean <laughs> medical documents. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, one thing, I mean, one thing, one thing. Another example, like how there's such a delay, is the big trend right now is the personality test called Sixteen Personalities, um, where everyone. The what oh, Myers Briggs. No, no, not Myers Briggs. Well, it's similar. It's similar, but it's it's this one where you get a cute little character based on what your person, what your one of your sixteen personalities. Oh, I'm an INFJ. Ooh, I'm, a, you know, things like that. And so it's it's the newest form. It's the newest form of blood type. Uh, it's the newest form of, uh. of, of, of it's the newest form of putting people into categories to make things easier to prejudge them. 
It's the big hit now. It's a big thing now. The thing was, it was a big thing on the English-speaking internet uh, over a year ago. And I was doing it. I was, I was having fun. It's a fun little distraction. I wasn't taking that seriously, but it's a fun little distraction. Went up to my wife and daughter, and I said, hey, you guys should try this site. See what, see what your profile is. And they were like, what? Oh, no, I don't want to do it. And then suddenly, like last week, they're doing it. And like, hey, dad, you got to check this out. And like... This is the very same it's thing the I told you about thing a year I tried ago. To get you to do last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Found out my daughter and um, I. I'm, my daughter and I are pretty much exactly the same. <sighs> kind um, of. Oh, another one was um, during the presidential elections mm-hmm. in 2017. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff going around in the news. But, <laughs> yeah. Um. So PPP is threatening. They're going to do a filibuster and the media organizations are against it. And the DP is like, well, tough cookies. We have a super majority, um, but we're going to have a meeting. We're going to have a party meeting before the plenary session because, oh, maybe we should, maybe we should think about this, but I think it's really just lip service, but it is, it is. Um, um, and they it's going to go through, but it's going to yeah. get struck down later. Yeah, well, and they keep coming through with it, like, because part of, like, part of the law is that major corporations and the government, they cannot push for damages. Um, So they're like, it's okay, because we can't use this law and major corporations can't use this. This is just for normal, everyday people who are hurt by fake news. Mm. The spirit of it, I agree with, but it just feels so janky. Mm-hmm. We got to do something and about I'm it. Just there's kind of like, mm. yeah, I feel like there's probably like, I feel like there's going to be loopholes. And what, what can we do about this? Like, the I mean, whole, some of the people. What, what can we do about the general unprofessionalism of the thing? I mean, one thing. I mean, first thing is we need to name out the symptoms. I mean, what, what are the things? Like one thing mm-hmm. is paying paying your interviewees. I've never heard of that. And in fact, when I'm when I'm working with um, foreign media companies coming here and they want to interview or put people on camera, uh, um, mm-hmm. the people are always expecting to be paid and we're like, that's not ethical. CNN says, that's not ethical. We don't do that. We don't, you don't pay the person you interview. Cause that, that, that taints what they say, but Korea For does not this. The it's a practice. It's a practice. And, mm-hmm. and they will actually give you a script of what your answers should be. Mm-hmm. That's There's unethical. Also, it's also in the reverse. They do sponsored, um, News organizations will get paid by companies to write sponsored articles, and they don't always mark that they're sponsored. They don't disclose it. Um, and see, that's that's what I think yeah. should come out is more disclosure. Huge thing that, mm-hmm, yeah, I mean that was a big issue that I had with um, every. Yeah, I don't think we don't do it where I work now because. <laughs> It's impossible, basically. Mm. But um, definitely when I was at the Herald and Yonap, we would have, especially for the business section, we would have sponsored articles. 
And like, mm-hmm. I would get it and I'd start looking at it and I'm like, this is, there's so much editorializing in here. I'm like, this is not a news article. And they're like, Oh, right. Sorry. It's a sponsored article. And I'm like, Oh, they're like, yeah, they paid us to write this. You know, it's like basically a product review or a review of some service or, or whatever. And um, I was like, the okay, entire so, this, this be, <laughs> like, so are you, are, is this going to be marked? And they're like, no, we don't typically mark them. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah. So that's nothing. Your credibility just went like this much down in my eyes, but yeah. I mean, that's what's funny is that there's a law that bloggers have to disclose that. Yeah, bloggers have to disclose when they're getting, um, like, when they're getting paid to write something, or is it also if like they're not just getting paid, but like in kind? Any yeah, any freebies you get. Mm Hmm. Yeah. But newspapers don't. Newspapers don't. Um, yeah, that like that kind of complete. And I think definitely when I was at Adirang, not so much at Harold and Yunup, but a lot at Adirang, there was like a lot of editorializing in articles. There's a lot of plagiarism in articles. That that that's a that's a propaganda. Literally copy that's not news. That's propaganda. No, but even even in, sometimes at the Herald and sometimes at Yunup, we would come across just like I would come across, you know, like a small paragraph that was just lifted from like AP or whatever. Um, again, Yunup, I had less issues with this at Yunup because Yunup is kind of like the highest tier um, in a lot of, in a, you know, I think in Korean and English media, definitely in English media. It's the closest we have to AP, is like, to AP and Reuters in Korea. Right. Um, and so just for that fact alone, I felt like the quality of writing, the quality of reporters that we were dealing with was a much higher level. So I didn't, these were not big issues that I dealt with a lot. Like maybe they popped up here and there. Um, but I mean, most of my issues had gone up were the management. It was not the reporters. The reporters yeah. were great. Um, a little, a little more at Harold. Again, not not nearly as bad as Arirang. But again, Arirang is like basically a propaganda media outlet. So, sorry, that that's how it was founded. It was propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, it was the worst there. Um, but I would, and so, yeah, I would say we're like you know Adidang, Harold, and then Yonup in terms of that. But I was I would just agree with that. no. Yeah, and I was just really surprised by how blasé people were about plagiarizing. I would say like you just copy and pasted this whole paragraph from Wikipedia. No one teaches <laughs> anyone like, that it's wrong, and they're not even aware that it's wrong. And they're really? like, oh, it's so deep. Yeah, they were like, oh, is oh, is that wrong? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you would get fired. Yeah, for this. this. Is, and this isn't foreigners b- bitching about and Korea. This is like, get- this is like something Koreans have gone up to me and said. This is a big problem we have. Is this copy culture? Yeah. Hmm. Um, and it's just because it, it just kind of starts from the very beginning. And so I think you need in order to change that, you have to like start, you have to overhaul the entire 
go all the way down into school, like yeah. definitely at the university the school level. level. Yeah. You have to go to the yeah. school level and start there. Um, and it's not just even in me, because I've heard, you know, from some of our friends that are professors at universities, they say they have issues with plagiarism all the time. Yeah. Um, but I was just really shocked by that. Um, editorializing <laughs> something that's very clearly a news article. I'm like, um, I would go and I was like, oh, you're missing an attribution. And they're like, what? And I'm like, this sentence here, who said this? They're like, oh, no one said it. And I'm like, so like no, none of your sources said this. What is most entertaining? And they're like, no. And I'm like, so this is your, your opinion? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, you can't put that in here. Like everything in this, this is a news article. Everything in here has to be attributed to someone. Yeah. You know, you're and it was just like, again, I faced this more the most at Adirang. Um, it wasn't as big an issue with Harold and Yonup, though. I mean, again, occasionally, and it was usually the cub reporters, the people who were just starting out mm -hmm. because apparently this is not stuff that's taught in journalism school or that, or it was, I don't know what they teach either. It was either that, or you get a lot of people who major in something else and then decide I want to be a reporter. And so they just, you know, get a job at a newspaper with, never going to journalism school hmm. and but they but so and, and, it'll, and the way the, yeah well and the way that it's set up um because when you start at like sawan um entry level uh what happens is is your first six months at a media um organization whether it's a newspaper um if it's yana whatever your first six months is training Mm -hmm. you don't you're not writing articles you're just well like for the first three months they send you to live at a police station so you have to you basically live at a police station and you have to report all the potential stories back and i'm like what's the purpose of this no no that makes sense that makes <laughs> sense i mean news organizations i worked at they always had the the police uh scanner next to them to keep track of what's going on right yeah. right but I mean, they didn't really give him context. <laughs> they were just like, um, I think that was like supposed to teach them how to find stories. I don't know. Mm. No, uh, but again, this, but this is something that I did in journalism school. That's where I learned how to do public record searches what places to go to find, you know, marriage license or voter registration or, you know, what information you could get, like, uh, that's publicly available information, where to find it, how to go about reading a police blotter. All of this is stuff that we learned in journalism school and undergrad. And these are people who are graduates. They have journalism degree. Well, most of them have journalism degree. Some of them have a degree, mm -hmm. but they don't know any of this. And they're and they're also being taught how to form, how to write articles. And I'm just like, what is it that you learn in journalism school? Um, and I mean, I don't know if every journalism department is like this because I've only spoken to a few people. Mm -hmm. So I, I honestly don't know, but. 
I mean, some people that I've talked to, it's like, oh, well, it's just like a lot of like studying, reading books, taking tests. Like, so you like, what about you, school newspapers? Do you have like at least like a university newspaper? And, and I think, and they do. And I think, and again, this, these are from people around my age. Um, so it could, I don't know, it's very well could have changed. It could have just been certain universities. I don't want to say like, this is every single journalism program. Um, and a lot of the people that I work with have actually studied abroad. You know, it, they it, went to university in Canada or the problem. U.S. You can assume it. You really just um, the next up. So, yeah. So a majority of people that I work with, they've actually, they have journalism degrees from universities in the, in the U.S. and Canada. And so even they were not like completely, even though they're Korean, they're like, you know, I, I honestly don't really know what journalism programs are like in Korea because I went to this, I went to in the States. So Hmm. couldn't tell you and like the few people that i did talk to about it were like yeah it's more like a theoretical study of journalism <laughs> like journalism is probably the most practical major mm -hmm. you could find you're always practicing <laughs> and it, it's yeah and you have to do that it's very hands-on you know i mean my my professor again he didn't use an abc scale it was publishable not publishable yeah it's you like, know it's like, um, it's like okay i graduated from music school and i read about how to play piano but i've never played a piano mm -hmm. so but i mean it's it's very obvious that there are there are things that need to change and i think a good place to start is reforming journalism programs at universities um yeah, the, the, <laughs> teach people the, not to plagiarize. The, the, yeah, the, the, there's not much motivation there to do that, unless I mean the government could actually tackle that. Yeah, that is something I feel that would fall within the realm of the government. Um, you know, I don't think punishing the government punishing journalists is a good way to go about reforming mm. the media. No, uh, it's, I think, it's, it's, like, it's like what you see at the um, it's like what you see at uh, I see this at my subway station, which is an outdoor subway station during the rainy season is they have giant mm -hmm. tra they have giant trash cans to catch the leaks from the rain. Why are they going up to actually fix where the freaking leak is coming from? Mm -hmm. Every yeah, year. It's just in the same place. There's always a leak in the same place. Like mm -hmm. no one's bothered going up there to fix a darn hole in the roof wherever that's coming from but but oh yeah we're just we're just going to sit on this side at the very end and we're catch the leak but we're not going to deal with it at the root mm -hmm. right and well i mean it wasn't all too long ago that i think korea had the level of freedom of the press that they do now true, true. you know um so in a way i mean i think it's just like you know maybe playing catch up yeah. yeah, we're from the states, and and we're not we're from the we're, states. We're not bastions yeah. of great journalism either. Uh, we have our issues. As well. No, we're definitely not. Yeah, no, definitely not. But I mean, but you know, we had things like Watergate, and you know, the Washington mm. Post publishing all those papers on the Vietnam War and stuff like that. But that was like back, and we've had this kind of like long sort of legacy of great journalistic moments, and. 
Korea didn't during that time Korea was under a dictatorship. Yeah. They'd just gotten out of a war. They're rebuilding. Um, so in a way, you know, it would make sense that the media landscape is kind of catching up in a sense, uh, with a lot of these sort of media ideas. Just a concept of ethics. Just a concept America, they're 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 taught ethics they just many times mm-hmm. whether or not they choose to follow them is the yeah. story yeah yeah, yeah. Here, but we're definitely aware it, it, it really was for for people from my from a woman korean old korean colleague when she was talking about telling her her colleagues like, like we should you should be copying the stuff and they were just unaware that it was wrong they mm-hmm. really were not aware that it was wrong that's mm-hmm. where you start. When they found out it was wrong, they they stopped. Yeah. I mean, and that's one thing I will say, like I did, like once I pointed it out to a reporter, I'm like, you can't do this. They're like, why not? And I'm like, well, first of all, you copy and pasted from the Wall Street Journal. I'm pretty sure if they found out about this, mm, they would not, we would be in so much trouble because they are so much bigger than us and they have so much more money than us. And second of all, like if this were, if we were in America and you did this, you would be fired and you would not be able to work in journalism again. Like that's how serious it is. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Like, yes. Okay, attribute, attribute everything. Okay, it is someone else <laughs> always work. have an attribution. Yeah, yeah, always attribute, and you know, and I, and it also saves our ass too because if somebody says something controversial, be like, hey, we didn't say it; they said it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Don't don't kill them. And messenger. of course, like the. Yeah, this idea of like anonymous sources, though, I guess worldwide that's become more the norm. Mm. But I don't know. I'm not sure because I know when I was like my professor was just like he hated, hated anonymous sources. (laughs) He's like, don't use anonymous sources unless it's absolutely necessary. Always try to have a name. I agree with um, that because it makes it it makes it more credible if you because use an actual name. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but then I noticed like even in America with um, articles, you still get like well, government sources. Da 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 da. Well, I mean, if it's like okay, security, so maybe this and, is not I just mean, a great- yeah. If you're reading The yeah. Hill, The Hill is a really fun read, and it's always anonymous sources, inside sources, or you're actually you're reading mm-hmm. inter- inter- entertainment mag about some secretive film under promotion under production, or anything Silicon mm-hmm. Valley about any new software or anything going on. It's always a, an anonymous source. Sources inside, mm-hmm. but they'll try to back it up by saying, "Well, this source has been right about this and this." And this in the past, and this is how they have their mm-hmm. credibility. So they, they they do come up with ways to show how that person is credible. Right. I felt like a lot of times over here, it was just like, why is this person anonymous? There wasn't yeah. any sort of real reason for why they were anonymous. I'm like, are they going to get fired if we put their name? They're like, no. It's no, they just, just common their name practice. Up. That's what you do. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, okay. Saving face. Um, yeah. That said, uh, there, there are, it's funny because the journalists I would suggest, and that this is wrong though. No, we know a lot of journalists. I mean, but 
It seems like the journalists that tend to have the more ethics tend to write for non-Korean publications. The biggest one, the one mm-hmm. that every international journalist respects is Che Sang-hun of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, he's E.F. Hutton. It's like when he speaks, everyone listens. Uh, I, met, mm-hmm. I, I finally met my hero in person. He is so humble. He is so surprised by the adoration people have for him. He does, he's not even aware of it. Really? Like, yeah, but his articles are so biting and concise, and they're so ah. Um, I was surprised. I like. I know the name. I just think I don't think I've read a lot. Of, I'm gonna have to most make, any article about. That. I mean, South I do Korea. have a New York Times subscription. Yeah. Most any article about South go, Korea. Go straight to him. him. Yeah, uh, in New York, New York mm-hmm. Times, uh, he he, is, he he cuts through a mm-hmm. lot of the BS. Uh, you can tell he does his research. He does back everything up. He he does. They do, but mm-hmm. but working for those publications because I have written for the Wall Street Journal, and they are mm-hmm. fact checked monkeys. They they they. Oh yes. With that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. Well, and like. I will say, like when I was working, um, when I worked at the Herald, there was a group of really, really good women um, that I just adored. Like we all, all of us ended up being on the entertainment desk together for a few months before they got switched over, and so we always had fun hanging out there. But then they got moved over to the Gen News desks, and it was just like they found their thing. They started writing about um, social issues, specifically women's rights issues mm-hmm. and really got into it after I left, um, after I'd moved over to a different, after I left the Herald. Uh, Cause one of them was actually an intern on the digital media desk, writing silly little K-pop articles <laughs> that were like three paragraphs the- long, but it gets, well, it, silly. It gets I don't mean they were silly because they were K-pop. It was like, Oh, so and so is rumored to be dating so and so. That sort of thing. That's why they were so gossip. It was gossip. But problems. that's yeah. where she. Yeah. So that's where she started. But then after I left, we kept in touch, and she eventually got offered a full. She started as an intern, and she got offered a full time job there. Uh-huh. And then she wrote. She was the one writing all of the Adri Matner articles, going after talking about how the police completely botched the investigation. And how the following the lawsuit against the police and everything and her, I was so proud of her because I remember editing her articles when she first started writing. That's awesome. And then looking at looking at what she was writing then, like it was good. This girl, she was a journalist, you know, she or she is a journalist. She's still working there. Or no, no, she's actually leaving. She's about to go do a grad program, I think, in London or something. But, Good on her. And uh, her name is her name's Letitia Letitia Oak, and she was just amazing. The other one that I loved was Claire Lee, and she's now working at AFP. Okay. So brilliant, brilliant reporters from the Korea Herald. But if you go back and look at a lot of like, their, especially their social issue um, articles that they wrote really good so much research so many interviews um really kind of dug in and doing some more, like some good sort of almost investigative work and i was just like i feel so honored that i got to edit your article that's amazing <laughs> it's it's kind of funny that yeah. you get some really good journalists 
at those newspapers, Korea Herald and Korea Times, even though their reputation mm-hmm. is not so great. But it's kind of yeah. funny that the un, the reporters are have way more ethics and talent than the editors do, mm-hmm. than their bosses do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like my when I was on the the culture desk at Herald, my boss was amazing. Mrs. Kim was just oh, okay, awesome, good. and like she let me she let me have free reign with the articles that I wrote, like with the series. She loved the ideas that I had for series. So she was just like, yeah, go with it. But she would also sit me down and be like, okay, like what you're doing is really great. The articles you've done so far are really great, but have you thought about maybe adding this in? And she was like a really good sort of mentor, which I needed because at that point it had been a while. I'd been out of the game a little bit when it came to writing and reporting And so it was great to kind of have that. And I didn't really get a lot of the learning curve because I was only, I worked in a newspaper for four months right out of college, came to Korea, started, taught English for a year, did PR for six months, unemployed for three months, and then went into copy editing for like two years. So I was, it was the first time that I was getting back into reporting after like three or four years. And I didn't really have that learn all the things that I needed to learn when I should have learned them. And so she was a great mentor um, and really helped me. So she was great. Um, I think at Yunup, I didn't really have any issues with the desk editor. There was one desk editor in particular that we all had massive, 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 massive issues with. Uh-oh. And then he got promoted to no. And then he, we were trying to, uh, we're trying to get him demoted because he should not have been in charge of any desk, especially an English language desk. And uh, that backfired and he ended up taking over the entire floor. That's what happens is you got incompetence to get you promoted up. Uh, but then that's how, that's, how, that's how fools die became the editor of the Korea times. <laughs> And then, um, but it only lasted about six months. And then there was this whole, like the reporters launched a coup and they actually got him demoted. Like they got him like really demoted. He was demoted to photo caption writer. Oh, geez. That was, it was just like almost, I feel like it was like a year long ordeal and we were, it really brought us all together. The copy editors and the reporters, uh, we were all in it together. <laughs> it was, yeah. You were, uh, you were bathing in the glow of schadenfreude. Yeah, we were just like, we wanted to throw computers out the window pretty much on a daily basis. But... You know, we kind of because we had like a an in-house messenger that we would use to keep in touch with the like because the reporters were in and out. They were hardly ever there. So it was just like to keep in touch with everybody because they were here there. But we would Mm -hmm. just sit there and have like entire like we would have like we had group chats. So we would have like group conversations about the situation. (laughs) I mean, one of the copy editors and actually a woman who was our boss for a bit. uh, She was our superior, Mrs. Lee we were in a group chat together and we had like a running joke about, Oh, today's the day today. We're going to pick it. And we would come up with like our, our picket sign slogans. 
<laughs> that was how we got through the that's how we got through it we made jokes about what our picket signs were gonna say in front of Yonup. <laughs> that's great i can't even i can't remember them but some of them were pretty funny i think i had a few good ones i had some zingers in there i just wish i could remember what they were oh that sucks i know there were a couple that like I came up with them and I sent them in the group chat and then suddenly I heard it up <laughs> from across the room and I'm like Ah, that's great. Yes. I got I made her laugh out loud. <laughs> Cuz yeah. it was so quiet in that office. Like that's why we text uh, even if we were sitting next to each other, we didn't talk. We messaged cuz it was just uh, so quiet. Good on you guys. Which was so weird for me. No, yeah, it's opposite but, of my office. We talk so much I get no work done. Oh, that's my office now. We mm. we are just all very chatty, and I it's it, but we don't overdo it. Like, we'll, I really block everyone out, and I, they still don't get it that when I'm zoning, I when I'm in the zone, I can't be interrupted, and and still, yeah. yeah anyway, I shouldn't be bitching. Yeah. Mm. yeah, we don't overdo it. It's just like for maybe like a couple minutes, we'll we'll like all talk about something, and then we're immediately back into work, but. You know, mm. but yeah, working in media in Korea, it's it's a it's been a fun journey. Yeah, well, we're gonna wrap things up because my 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 back is telling me it's time to wrap things up. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm like my body. No, no, no. I, I know it happens. It happens. <laughs> um, so anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, remember to subscribe to us on, and uh, we actually have, we are actually a podcast, not just on video. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash soul podcast, where you can get all back issues of the show. Good dating back to 2008. If you're really interested in that. Um, uh, and we're also on social media at uh, facebook.com slash the podcast and on Twitter at King Sejong, who is our announcer. And uh, all right, uh, please. Uh, we try to do a show every Friday or every other Friday around 730 or eight o'clock in the mm-hmm. evening. Next week, we're planning to we're planning to. I don't I'm so scared to tease guests because I know because you never know if it's it. It's like sometimes we jinx it. We didn't. Hey, we didn't jinx ourselves with Jiho. We said Jiho, and then he actually did come on. He did come on. Uh, we have a uh, cl- uh, cl- and that was a, that was a last minute on my part because I was that like, was we don't have you. to do it today because it's last minute. And he was like, nope, I can do it tonight. And I'm like, yes. Well, next week we have we're going to have uh, Clara Soazendri, who um, is a good example of someone who came here to teach English and found something found success is finding success doing something outside of that in Korea, which I'm using this as a inspiration to show that if you're here as an English teacher, there are ways to do something else and be successful at it. Um, she's, she started this magazine about NFTs, which are these, uh, uh, you could say they're like ways you can sell digital art online uh, as auctions. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing right now. And she's focusing on NFTs for children and it's actually doing quite well. It has nothing to do with Korea, but she's, she's actually getting a name for herself and she's, she's uh, getting quite successful in a very rapid amount of time. And so we're going to have her on the show hopefully next week. And she's going to tell us about her inspirations and how she was able to 
get some success outside of the hog one. So I'm, I'm wanting people to, I want you to listen to this. I want you to get some inspiration, get some ambition in you. And if you don't already have it, I know several, I know people, there there are lots of people. I hang around a lot of, I do do hang around a lot of cool people though. So you hang out with good people, but there, there, there are ways, there are ways to do things here and be successful. So listen next week. All right, everyone, please until next time, be safe. Bye. The Soul Podcast is a production of Zen Kimchi International, copyright 2021, under the Creative Commons license. Parts of this podcast may be used for non-commercial purposes if you remember to give us credit. You can contact us at sejon at soulpodcast.com. That's S-E-J-O-N-G at soulpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at King Sejong and on Facebook at facebook.com slash soulpodcast. For a transcript of this episode, listen to it again and write down what you hear. See you next week. Until then, may your barber always have only one barber pole.